0: finding freedom, only to have a generation of people not want to go in and take the promised land. It's been 40 years of wandering in the desert. A generation of people have died out, and now Joshua is the leader, and he's getting ready to cross the Jordan to take the people of God, into the promised land and there's this scene there's this moment that God says as this happens as I, I part these waters for you to walk through I want you to do these things with this these stones and, and you're going to take 12 of them and you're, you're going to pile them up and and th- these stones were a lot obviously a lot bigger than these stones because they had to carry them on their shoulders there's these massive stones that they go and they carry out and, and they create this memorial and the whole purpose of this is to remember the bigness of God, just to remember this was the moment, this was the day that we were, we were standing and we couldn't go any further. There's a river in front of us, it's raging, and we can't do it, and God has parted it. This is, this is there for, for everyone to remember that God is big and he can do the impossible, do you have any memorials in your life? Some things that you look back upon and you remember this was the moment that well, everything changed. Well, for some of us, it's photo albums and, or it's the, it's the wedding video of the day that you got married. It, it, it's certain things that when you look at it, this was the moment that everything changed. There, there was a turning point. Things were, well, it was single and then married. It was used to have money, now you have no money because you're now married. It's these moments that, that you, we hold on to and we look back and remember for, for some guys it's, it's that fishing spot. Have you ever been out fishing with that guy that, hey, right over there, the third pylon on the right, two miles across the river on the inlet, that's where the big fish are because that was the day that I caught. I mean, and he could tell you exactly it's a memorial. That pylon represents me being a great fisherman. And I'm, you know, it's just there. It, 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 there's these things that we have and it and, and it puts us the birth of a child. It's that 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 first moment that as a parent when you hold that little baby and wow. You've gone from like to now you're responsible for this and you're afraid to death. Like this little five-pound thing, you're so and, and it's it it rem- reminds us and and sometimes there there's the whole thing where you used to carve your name in tree in a tree when you love somebody you carve that big heart in a tree and lucas loves devon and you you carve it at the the park bench and you destroy public property lucas loves devon that was another lucas officer i don't i don't know who that and, and but we we do these and we sometimes we even create memorials in our hearts and we tell ourselves, this, this was a moment, and this was something that centers us. It's a compass that things change, and it points us in the right direction. And for the children of Israel, this was this amazing moment where, listen, on the other side of this river represents slavery. On the other side of this river represents, I man, uh, everything that we've been trying to get, get out of into the promises of God, but there's a river between us. And God does this miracle. And, and so they're there, and they've crossed over, and there's this, like, literal representation of, okay, we can't go back there anymore. Like, no, literally, we can't, because now the seas have gone in, and we couldn't, we couldn't go back even if we wanted to. And, and they there in this moment, and God said, listen, and, and through all of this, in the midst of this miracle, you've got to pick up these stones, and you've got to create this memorial, because you're going to forget. Because there will become a day when your children will say, what's that big pile of rocks doing there? Because they have no clue. They weren't there when God parted the sea in your life. And so what, what, what is this big pile of rocks? We forget. Um, we live in a generation now that there are things that for some of us we were very familiar with, but to our kids, they are just, what? And one of them I'd like to show on the screen now was this invention. This was, uh, this was my day right here. If you wanted to listen to some music, you popped in this thing called a cassette and you plus fast forward, and there was a button called rewind. There was no skip. You know, you're trying to find, it take you 12 minutes to find the right song. And then there was these moments where you made these things called mixtapes. And it would take you three days to make a mixtape, because you were trying to record it off the radio, and you had to hit play and record all at the same time. And then inevitably the tape would mess up, and you took a pencil Y'all know what I'm talking about. And he took a pencil to try to get the, some of y'all. See, other people are like, what's, I don't, iPod, you just, and so like this, this, we, like, they don't know what was that thing, dad. So this week, I had this moment with my daughter, and um, we, we went to this house that had cable. And we haven't had cable in seven or eight years. We just, like, cable is just so not worth it. If you have cable... Get with the times, y'all. I mean, it's, you're wasting your money. Literally, you're throwing. Anyway, so we don't have cable. And so we turn on this television, and I put on a show for Nickelodeon for my daughter. And Kobe is watching it, and me and Devin are off something. And Kobe comes running, and she's, Daddy, Daddy, something's wrong with my show. I'm trying to watch it, but all of a sudden, other, other things are coming on the TV. She's never seen a commercial. She's five years old, and she's never seen a commercial in her entire life. And she's just, and I have to explain to her, this is what a commercial is. In the midst of your enjoyment, people are trying to sell you junk you don't want. (laughs) Why would they do that, Dad? Because they're idiots. I don't... And we buy into it. I don't know. And so, like, I'm trying to tell her what a commercial is, and she's just totally clueless. And she's like, all right, let's go back to Netflix. You know, this whole cable thing's a waste of my time. I'm like, I understand, daughter. You know, but here it is. Here's this moment that's God saying, like, he's done something amazing. You've got to put these rocks in place because there's going to come a generation after you that will have no clue what you're talking about. They'll have no idea all of the amazing things that I've done in your life, and you've got to explain to them. You've got to have this memorial there that they can remember, like this is the day something changed. And if we're not careful, here's this moment where we stand crossing over, and the enemy wants to attack us. And and if we don't have these memorials in our life, what will happen is he'll begin to tell us that, well, Egypt was really the promised land, and the promised land is really Egypt. We'll begin to see life as, man. it was so much better back then. It was so much better when I lived over there. It was so much better. I mean, the grass is so much greener on the other side. Man, I mean, if we could just go back to there. And see, what happens is just like the children of Israel, like, we remember the soup, but we forget the whip's. And I guarantee you, the grass wasn't greener back then. And, and the enemy attacks us with our marriages. Oh, it was it, life was so much better when you were single. No, it wasn't. You were starving. You didn't have no food. You couldn't clean yourself. No, every guy in here, y'all don't, y'all wore the same shirt for a month. It wasn't right. And, but that's that's what the, and, and we begin to just just fade. Like no, if I could just cross back to there. Because sometimes we've failed to put the memorial in the right spot. And, and I remember uh, being, I can't remember how old I was, I think 12, 13 years old, and my dad was Army, and so we lived in Fayetteville. No claps, because whoever wants to, yeah. So we're there, but dad says, okay, I'm retiring, and we're going to move to the beach, and I remember mom and and me and my brothers, were all like, no, we don't want to leave here, because all of our friends are here, and, and now I look back, and I think, oh, thank you, dad, <laughs> that you had the wisdom of knowing to leave Vietnam, like, the worst <laughs> place in North Carolina, but but he knew, and, but sometimes, like, and, and we got down here and it took a while to realize, like, whoa, this place is so much better. But y'all gotta remember, that was the 80s. That was pre Walmart. Like, Shalote had a Jones's. And for Christmas, you got to go to Jones's and pick out one aisle and you're gonna get your, it's a bouncy ball for Christmas. I'm like, that's what we did. And you bought your Christmas present and you bought your wardrobe and your groceries all at the same place, which is never a good idea, ever. And so it took a little convincing that this really is the promised land. And, you know, the thing is, it's there to remind us and remember, listen, don't forget. Uh, I saw a post this week of a gentleman. He's here this morning, and uh, he was talking about one of one of his first jobs, he was getting paid a, a dollar an hour or something like that, and he said, "Yeah, I worked for two weeks uh, and working overtime to save up my money to buy a surfboard, and I bought this surfboard and it was two hundred bucks, and my dad said it was just the biggest waste of money ever, and I thought, no, 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 <laughs> surfboards are never a waste of money, but he was making a dollar something an hour, I was thinking like seriously." Like, that, like, we don't remember those days. There's things that are, like, that's the past. Like, now there's this thing called Facebook. We used to have these things called conversations. And, but now it's like, what? You want me to actually talk to somebody? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't do that. And the thing is, here's the thing about these memorials. They center us. They provide direction. They honor the past while pointing towards the future. It's good for our soul. It all sounds great. But here's the problem. For some of us, we've put memorials in the wrong place. And when you put a memorial in the wrong place, all it will do is will, it will keep you from your destiny. It will keep you living at the place that God said this was just supposed to be a moment that you moved from. And, and this is a place where that you're supposed to camp out now, and you're, and you're supposed to move on later. But sometimes we put these memorials up in our heart that says, well, th- th- this is, this is not, not a place that I'm going to go to and advance from, but this is a place where I'm just going to enter in and live. And what happens is it's, it's often because it's a place of pain. It's a place of pain and suffering, and we build this memorial that says, I'll never get hurt like that again. I'll never let anybody that close again. I'll never trust another pastor like that again. I'll never trust another best friend like that again. I can't trust, I can't, why? Because we put these memorials that said like this was the place that something happened, there's some some pain and it's just, I'll just camp out there and I'll just stay in that moment and we build these things and it's, it's 20 years later and it keeps us from the destiny. The very thing that was supposed to propel us forward is holding us back. And see, here's this, this moment and there's something interesting about this because Joshua opens up with this leadership shift from Moses to Joshua. And this is a huge shift because Moses is the man. Moses is the guy that he has he's parted seas, right? The, he he prays and things happen. He was part of of the whole freedom. I mean, Moses he you know pastored a million people. People would go before him all the time. He was he was the man, and, and at the end. In the end of Deuteronomy here, Moses is, is passing away. He's, he, he's the end of his life, and Joshua's getting ready to take leadership. And you know what the Bible says at the end of Deuteronomy? That, that, that Moses saw it from afar that, that off, that God buried Moses. There was no funeral. There was, there was no, hey, we're going to have this, this big funeral, and, and we're going to bury Moses. It's just Moses was there. He was looking into the promised land, and that was it. That God didn't allow anyone else to bury Moses. God did it himself. And I always thought, you know, God, why, why would you do that? Why, 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 why wouldn't everybody else, you know, they're, they're burying it? Was, it was a very sacred thing for someone to be buried uh, with their ancestors among different things. Why, why was it that with Moses, just that, that was it? And, and, and the Bible doesn't say this. But I think personally, personally, part of why this happened is because if if the people would have buried Moses, they would have built a memorial to Moses. And they would have looked at all of the things that, that God did through Moses and they would have got it confused of thinking it was Moses and not God. And, and it would have kept them from their destiny because God had to do something in Joshua that to show everyone else that, like, no, this is my chosen person. And, and if not, the people could have gotten stuck just thinking about well what about Moses he parted seas he did all this he brought us out of Egypt and they would have stayed there and God said no 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 see memorial is not just supposed to uh, remember but it's supposed to propel us forward it's supposed to bring out something new it's there not to look back on the greatness of Moses but to look back on the greatness of God so I don't want these stones to represent everything of, of what Moses did, but these stones are to represent, listen, because I did it in Moses, now I did it in you, Joshua, and I could do it in you too. That all of the children of Israel would look and see, listen, it, it's the power of God. It's not that Moses was so awesome. It's not that Joshua was so awesome. And he could do it in you too. This is what I want you to remember, the bigness of God. Um, part of my personal story, and I've told y'all some of this before, is I I probably spent the first five years of this church really trying to be a pastor, trying to do all of the things that I thought was required of me, and had different people that uh, I did and still do look up to, but I I would find myself trying to emulate some of these, these heroes of mine. You know, I'd, I'd, hear, I'd hear that sermon that that pastor preached, and I thought, oh, well, I'm, I, I could tell that story like that. And, and when he did it, it was amazing. And when I did it, it was crickets. Like, like, oh, like, no, when he did it, everybody thought it was awesome. How, and, and every time I would try to do something somebody else did, it would just fall short. And, and I spent a lot of years just trying to find me. Uh, God, who is the person that you've called me to be? And, and, I re- and I realized what had happened is I put some stones down in the wrong places. I put some stones down in the wrong places that said, well, well, this is what it means, and this is how I have to be, and, and God, this, this is how the rest of life will go on. And, and it took five years, and, and in a lot of ways, God's still doing the work of kind of pushing some of those wrong monuments out of my life and saying, no, 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 that's not who I've called you to be. Yeah that, that's great that's how they are but that's not who you are you were born an original don't die a copy and, and it's so easy to get get caught up in that and, and and I had this moment this week where I'm sitting on the beach and I'm sitting in the beach chair and my wife is maybe 10 15 feet to the side and she's laying out on her towel and my daughter Kobe's kind of playing in the surf and just letting the waves crash her and she's rolling on the beach and then Reese is over here uh destroying sand castles and taking all the sand and trying to bury herself and it was this awesome moment because it was uh, it was like 20 minutes that it was just everyone was kind of in their own world and doing their own thing and I'm sitting there in the beach chair and I, I was reading this book uh autobiography of rich mullins and i just really really love rich mullins and his story of his life uh, but i just put the book down and looked at my family and i thought to myself god thank you thank you for, for my family i really love my family i love my wife she's very good I love my kids I feel so blessed it was this overwhelming love and I don't know what it was it was just this out of nowhere and I just felt like God saying that's how I love you but what made it so special was my family wasn't doing anything they weren't trying to serve me they weren't trying to, to do something to make daddy happy. Uh, they weren't trying to change the world and fix everything. And they weren't trying to, to be good children. They weren't trying to be a good wife. They were just there. They were just there. And, and I loved them. And, and I just felt like God saying, that's how I love you. You're, you're mine. I just love you. You don't have to, you don't have to do things for me. You see, because part, part of, part of uh, a lot of our, our struggle, I think, sometimes is we get this idea that God loves us more if we're doing all these things for him. That, like, God would be, somehow be more pleased if, if, I, if I do this and I do that and I help these people and I, and I do all. And, and the fact is, Jesus, he doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. He just loves you to simply be loved by your maker, to simply be loved. And and for me, it was this moment where, God, that's the memorial that I want to put down. That's the stack of stones in my life that, God, I'll remember this moment for the rest of my life of just knowing that, God, you just simply love me, that you love me. Jesus loves you this morning. And see, I think that was the same thing for the children of Israel. God's telling them, listen, I, I've done the impossible for you in your life, and I want you to put these stones there to remember that it's simply like my bigness, my greatness. I love you. I parted a sea for you. i have taken you out of that place. I'm bringing you into a brand new place. And it's supposed to propel you forward because there's bigger things yet to come. There's a land of milk and honey. There's all of these things. And I want you to tell your children and your children's children about it because this represents the bigness of our God. And He makes a way when there seems to be no way. When it seems to be there's nothing we could do, God parts a sea in your life. They propel us forward where our identity is found and and here's the thing in the old testament oftentimes it was it was stones and altars and buildings but in the new testament there's a new memorial and it's the cross it's communion when you take this bread when you break it when you have this wine this you do in remembrance of me when you look at this cross it's there to remind us It's there to remind us of the bigness of our God that, listen, that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. In the midst of all of your sin and your shame and all of that, God said, I'm going to do this. Let this be a memorial that you would remember that, listen, I loved you. I stepped out of heaven and into humanity because I love you. There's nothing that you could do. There's nothing that any one of us could do to earn his love. Nothing, not one single thing that he loves us. And, and, and look to this, look to this cross, remember this. And, and so we, re- we remember the death of Christ. We remember everything that he went through to show his love for us. But, but it's not enough to just camp out there and, and stay in the place of pain. See, what the cross shows us is, listen, yes, yes there's this, but there's resurrection, there's new life. That, that, that Jesus is not still on the cross. That, that all of that happened. And there's this memorial that when we look, it reminds us like, there is new life in you, Jesus. There, there's a new memorial that says, this is the type of life that you're pointing us to. That, 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 that yes, there's, a, there's this baptism of death, but there's this bringing into brand new life in you, Jesus. See, some of us, I think, have crossed over but we've never really left. We've crossed over and we said, okay, God, I, I'm yours, but we, we've, we've carried all of Egypt with us and, and we've put some stones in the wrong places. And I think this morning God's saying, listen, it's time that we put some stones in the right places. And one of those stones is to just know that I love you. That there is nothing that you could do to change that. The overwhelming, reckless love of God. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. I think it's time to cross over this morning. To stop reliving the days of the past and to move forward with the things that God has for us. See, oftentimes I think we're like that prodigal son. Not the younger one, but the older one. We're the older one that stands outside of the party and says, God, how come I didn't get a fatted calf? And I think a lot of us have been standing outside of the tent for a long time. God, how come this and how come that? And, and, and to which the father says, listen, you could have had a party anytime. All that I have is yours. The fullness of life is right there for you to grab onto and to hold onto. It's time to cross over and and put, put the stone down and say, God, all I have is yours. This has been a presentation of Coastal Vineyard Church, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information on who we are and how you can support future podcasts, visit us on the web at www.coastalvineyard.org. Come to the sea, come on.